Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week we have a guest of Matt Geertz. Um, Matt, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Matt Geertz and I live in St. Thomas, Ontario, just outside of London. I grew up in the GTA, moved out here for school 15 years ago. Um, so since then, I've been working a desk job, being a computer engineer at a couple of companies here in uh, in London. Um, then a couple of years ago, three years ago now, uh, rich dad, poor dad got me started with the mentality. Two years ago, bought my first rental property with the plan to, you know, buy one four years later or so. And uh, now, 24 months later, I've got uh, just about to close my fifth property. And I'm always trying new things and, and uh, looking to be the, the go-to wholesaler for St. Thomas, Ontario. I dropped a, like I use door hangers. Yep. Uh, yeah, I did see those on, uh, on, the, on the Facebook group. You posted one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the door hanger guy, uh, he does a little extra like Facebook advertising for all of his clients. So he posts, you know, the name and the pictures of them on the door and whatever. Um, so I, I threw out, uh, when I first talked to him, he was about to do some deliveries here in St. Thomas. He's from London and he was about to hit a neighborhood that I had no interest in hitting, but I'm like, my theme in real estate is, is do first figure out later. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. And so like, I don't know, I'd, I'd say I spent a year reading about it and like, okay, th that's enough reading. It's time to, time to do um, but yeah, with these, he said he was going to be in St. Thomas. I'm like, ah, I don't care about that neighborhood. And like, you know what? Just deliver my flyers anyways. Just do it. So there was, I think, 250 houses he hit with that, not a peep. And then uh, I gave him a thousand to hit the next week, and he hit a, an area of St. Thomas that I that I think is is kind of prime for wholesaling. Yeah. And uh, from that from that thousand flyers, I ended up getting two calls. One's a lead I'm going to keep chasing, and the other I purchased. Perfect. It was like four days after he dropped the, the thousand flyers. I was under contract to buy a house. So your your wholesaling, the idea is to actually sell them, though, not to hold them yourself. Is that the <laughs> that's the idea? Yeah. yeah, that's that's the piece I seem to be missing. You know, it's it's a retail ready house, right? When most people are wholesaling, they're wholesaling like distress, junk, right? Like yeah, garbage. So this was this was more like a person. I wouldn't say distressed, but a person that just didn't want to go retail. They, they didn't want the walking through. They didn't, they didn't want the open house. They didn't want to leave the house. Um, you know, he walks with a cane. He's got a chairlift to get to the second floor. His only reason for selling is because he doesn't want to have to go upstairs anymore, so he's going to buy another house. That's, yeah. that's one level. He didn't want to have to you know, leave for three hours every time there's a, a walkthrough or open house or whatever. And So he called me. It just happened. My sign, you know, I, my door hanger hit his door at the right time, and boom. Yeah. He asked me for a number. I thought that number was crazy low, so I shot back with an even lower number, and we met in the middle. So with uh, with the price that I'm asking for it, it's like maybe 12, 14% below retail, and it's a move-in ready house. The guy's owned it for 43 years, owner-occupier, so he's kept it in good shape. Your mailers weren't directed. Like, you weren't, like, buying a list, like, in the States for people who were you know, getting divorced and you bought the list of divorces, right? And so you're, yeah. you had like a directed list for like, you know, people that are divorced, 35 years old, and they've lived in the house for 20 years. And you had like this refined list, which you can't buy in Canada. I love the idea of doing it, but I just 
I just didn't know how you'd actually, if anyone would actually respond. I'm like, really, what you need is what's starting. I think that wholesaling is going to take off because as this market is turning, which it is right now, we've hit the top, in my opinion, and we're starting to come over the top. And as it starts to come down, there's going to be more motivated people, right? There's going to be people who have to get out. I was just reading this article on uh, people in Toronto, all these people who bought pre-construction and, uh, they're upside down on it before they've even closed. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even like they almost want to walk away and basically claim bankruptcy or something because there's nothing they can do. They're so upside down on the whole thing because the property just went down 20% since they bought it and they haven't even bought it yet. They haven't moved in. It's still being built. <laughs> what's the what's the plan going forward? Are you like going to do continue doing mailers? Are you going to go bandit signs? Uh, like, are you going to keep hitting the same neighborhood? Like, St. Thomas, I'm thinking. I haven't been there in a long time. I've been there a couple times, though. Like, what is the population there? Like, 20 grand? 30 grand? I think we're at about 42, 42? I think. 42? Okay. So 40-ish? Yeah. Just over yeah. 40. But, yeah, so there's, like, are you going to hit the whole city then? Like, or, what, or what's the... Yeah. 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 Plus a couple of towns nearby. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to start hitting uh, Aylmer and Belmont. They're nice little towns nearby. Yeah. And certainly nobody's looking at those towns. No. Um and yeah, like I, I do have to do repeats, right? I want those door hangers back on all the same doors after eight weeks. So, so maybe I'll do something like alternating the door hangers with handwritten letter or something. Yeah, yeah um, that's a cool idea. Maybe something like that. Postcards, honestly. What you got to figure out is how to do like handwritten letters that aren't handwritten. Because <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've already got uh, like a thousand sheets of yellow paper and with yeah, no lines on it. Paper. My plan is to take a white sheet with lines write my letter on it and then just print them all off yeah yeah it, it'll look reasonably legitimate yeah and just get a blue pen or something and so that, that's using the um the canada post uh what was a mail oh, precision targeter so if you're looking at doing mailing stuff you, you want to look at the canada post precision targeter yeah and it, it gives you all these mail routes and you can just do whole neighborhood delivery what does it cost to do like these mailers the door hangers um i just ordered another five thousand and what was my price on that? I think they came out to uh, like seven and a half cents each. Okay. And my door to door delivery is 10 cents a door. So for 17 cents, I put a door hanger on. Yeah. That, that, now that's another place where Americans can seriously kill it and we can't. They can put a postage stamp on it and put it in the mail for like 20 cents. 23, I think, is the, is the going rate for a, for a stamp in the States. Here it's 80, 85. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? It's so, so crazy. You know, it sounds like a few pennies, but, you know, when you add on the envelope, the paper, the printing, and then you do it 10,000 times, 15,000, let's say I want to hit every house 15,000 times every eight weeks, that gets to be a lot of money, right? Like that's, you're, I figured it out when I'm going to do mailing, like actual like postage mailing, it's going to be a dollar a pop. Right. So it's $15,000 to hit the whole town once. Mm -hmm. I so can't do that. You don't have to actually have a real estate license or anything for this if you're just because uh, you're buying it yourself, right? You're or doing a double close, right? So you yep, yep. My name's in the contract, yeah. and uh, I'm not sure about double close. I haven't I haven't looked into double close. I've never actually talked to a lawyer about it, but I can do an assignment. So the one beef with the assignment is that they know exactly what I paid for it. So at the last moment, they might cold feet out of it. Right? Yeah. So if I look at this property where you know somebody can buy it, this is one that I'm trying to wholesale right now, and somebody can buy it 25k under. Who cares what I made on that? You're 25k under. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a win. It doesn't matter what I made on it. No, I agree. But I think that that's my business mentality, and I don't know if everybody else has that mentality. But yeah, as it is, it's an assignment sale. 
if you want to walk away, you walk away. Like, whatever, I'll just find another buyer, I hope. Yep. And, um, you know, people ask me, like, what are your criteria for buying a property? And, you know, it used to be, you know, I got to get this cash on cash and, and this yeah. internal rate of return, whatever. But now for me, it's like, I, yeah, I want positive cash flow, but I don't have to have positive cash flow if I'm already 30K up on it if I sold it the day I bought it. You know, I got 30K. What's cash flow going to do? I got to wait five years for 30K. Yeah. So then uh, what do you, you don't actually want to run a property at like a, a negative cash flow. Do you just refinance out of it or what? what's the... No, I certainly wouldn't want to run at a negative cash flow, but like yeah. with a steep enough discount. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. Like yeah. if I can get into it, if I can get into it and refi, yeah. and have a whole bunch of money in my bank account already, and then you know if I happen to know that it's going to appreciate, that's cool. But yeah, for anyone that I want to keep, yes, I, I do want good cash flow on it, and and I've got that in the properties that I've kept. Um, but yeah, that's basically my criteria is to get in really, really cheap because that's where the big spread is. And basically the concept that I'm trying to get at is uh, how it was explained to me, and I didn't mention this in the article, how it was explained to me was that wholesale is basically the price of something minus the cost of selling it. Right, so at, like at, at the most, a, a wholesale price on something would be how much I would have left after the cost of sale. So right, Home Depot buys wholesale plungers. Yeah. They sell them for 15 bucks. They buy them for four or three or whatever, yeah. you know, their cost of sale is a good chunk on the top of that. And then there's the profit. So wholesale is basically anything under that cost of sale. Yeah. So right. what that, what that basically means in, in real estate and real terms is that I can purchase a wholesale deal and then before close, something goes wrong in my life and I can't have that money tied up. I can just immediately hand it over to a realtor and sell it. And I'm in a zero or better. I haven't lost any money by just immediately selling it. And that to me is the most important part, right? You know, it doesn't matter what the cash flow is if something went wrong and I have to sell it and I've just lost 20 grand. Yeah. And it's yeah. pretty easy to lose 20 grand in a real estate transaction. Right? Yeah. So with the land transfer tax, the utility hookups, the this and that and that and that, and you know, it, it all adds up and it ends up being a pile of money. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that anything that I buy, at an absolute minimum, I can hand it over to my realtor the day that I close on it and two months later or three months later, whenever it takes to get it closed, I have the exact same amount of money than before I started. Yeah. Of course, I want better than that. Of course, you know, I, yeah. I want it to be you know plus twenty, thirty, forty grand, but at least zero is a good start. And most people just aren't doing that, right? They're in the they're in a peak market right now, buying zero cash flow properties at full retail. If they got to sell them today, even before a market crash, they're already losing ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. The cash flow can't recover forty thousand dollars, not in a decade. Yeah, no, I've I've heard a lot of people doing that, and it's it, it's mind blowing. It's yep. mind blowing because, you know, that's what the Americans were doing before that uh, recession. It wasn't what caused it, but it was it was part of the thing that there was all these people just buying properties that didn't actually cash flow because it didn't matter because the the value was going up so fast that it didn't matter what you bought as long as you bought something. Yeah, the realtor said it was a great deal, though, right? Yeah, there's a lot of problems in that whole thing, but that was one of the things that had so many people involved in it. You know, so many people yeah, had these yeah, properties. I think it's unfortunate with people who are are rich or maybe not quite rich, and they get in, caught up in the hype, and they don't do the education piece, yeah. and they lose their shirts, they lose their family wealth over it. So, yeah, buy low. That's the point. Make yeah. money when you buy. That's my number one for sure. So that's how I've done the deals that I've done in the past. 
Um, so wholesaling for me is new, but I had a pretty aggressive you know, beginning for myself in the past two years. My first rental property I bought 24 months ago now. I think, okay. uh, yeah, like next week or something, it'll be 24 months. And uh, the, the way my plan works, this was my, my master plan to retire by uh, like 52 or something like that, because I thought that was a, a killer number that was, uh, it was unachievable. Uh, it took eight years of paying down this house for me to be able to afford a down payment on a second one. Yeah. So if I have two houses being paid down in four more years, I can buy my second property. Yeah. Well, now I'm two years later and I'm about to buy my fifth property. So instead Compound of four years so to get fast, to number yeah. two, it's, you know, two years to get to number five. Um, but that was because I stopped. The, the first one was a retail purchase. I ran out of money. So the next thing in my mind was, okay, well, how do I buy a house with no money? And it's all about getting these, the steep discount. That's the, that's the rub, right? Is when you get the steep discount, you can get it repaired, refied, whatever. And you you're need out. the deal, right? You need the deal and everything else will fall into place. Yeah, exactly. You don't need money to buy houses. Who uses money to buy houses? Oh, and these four <laughs> properties since the first one have all been with no money. Really? Okay. So do you, how do you do that? Joint venture or do you? Uh, one was a joint venture flip. So that was the, uh, the wholesale deal that I bought from the guy in my meetup. Yeah. Um, he got under contract for 92, sold it to me for 102. We put 16 into it. Um, sold it for 138. No, sorry, 148 minus the minus the transactional cost, the realtor, yada, yada. So we ended up with about a $22,000 spread. JV got 11. I got 11. Nice. Easy How long a, what kind of turnaround was that? Like a three months, uh, six, six four months? months? Four months, okay. Yeah, four months from close to close. And that was a little bit slow because I had my crew working on the previous property that I was already working on. So it was, it was maybe a couple of weeks slow there, but about four months. Nice. Yeah. And I could have maybe made 500 bucks less and done zero work on it, but instead I spent a bunch of time there scrubbing the kitchen and it's just stuff I shouldn't have been doing. I should have hired other people for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the, the one joint venture that I've done. Um, the first one was a, a loan from family. So a very preferable rate and great terms negotiated but again it was pretty because the property was extreme discounted um we got that one for it's a 5800 square foot sixplex uh, okay. with uh three main street commercial like it's it's a little town west of here the three units are are on main street um what, what's my uh maybe just over 2000 square feet of it is is commercial space and then the rest is uh, three residential apartments. We got it for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! What really? It's yeah, it's it's uh, eighteen eighty-two, I think eighteen eighty-four or something like that. Um, which don't let that scare you. It's very well built, um, but you know, it's just a matter of got the whole thing, put it back together, spend a couple hundred grand, and I could be grossing five thousand dollars a month out of the thing. But oh, this, you sold it. No, no. This has been the worst struggle of my life, trying to get this thing running. <laughs> well, the good part is I bought it cheap and I got good financing. <laughs> All right, yeah. So if I can get it up and running, yeah, then yeah, it'll be a cash cow. Um, we, we're looking to maybe just unload it right now because it's not uh, fitting the focus that I need in my business. Like um, Last year was a little bit chaotic doing all kinds of different things. This year it's wholesale in St. Thomas specifically, you know dominate this market do that one thing 
so that's that's the plan now. Um, but yeah, that's so that was two that I was able to buy extremely cheap, and I could have easily told, turned both around and sold them. Uh, the six blacks actually somebody had offered me I think uh, thirty five thousand dollars to just give it to them instead of taking myself. I feel like I should have taken that, but it has been my <laughs> it's been my real estate investment school since I started. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably learned a ton. <laughs> oh, a ton, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. And then um, the deal after those two was uh, borrowing a complete stranger's RRSP money. And he gave me 107% loan to value on it. Wow. So that so covered covering the, your renovation? Yeah, the Part purchase. It? So it covered the entire purchase, my land transfer, my legal, um, his legal, his points. And I ended up walking out of clothes with an $11 check. So after that, I just used... $10,000 credit to renovate it and then did a refi on it. The refi covered uh, the entire loan, the cost of the refi, the cost of the entire renovation and put $2,000 in my pocket. So I'm into that house for negative $2,000. So like I have $2,000 more than I started with and a house that's already 20% paid down. That's excellent. That's got to rent it out. It's cash flowing $500 a month. Wow. I could do those all day long. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so again, that comes down to buy it super cheap. Right? I could put that thing on the market right now with a renter on it and sell it for even $20,000 more than what my appraisal was, which would mean that I'm like $45,000 profit minus, retail, minus the realtor fees. And somebody would actually pay that. Right? That, that would be the going rate in the market right now for a house in that area with a renter paying that much rent. Yeah. And that would be the retail buyer being $45,000 under where I'm at. So that comes down to that whole buy it cheap mentality, right? Yeah, no, definitely. That's the name of the game. Yep, exactly. (laughs) So that's the plan. So I'm not really sure how all of that led me around to wholesaling in St. Thomas. (laughs) But I kept on finding the hardest part was to find the deal. So I'm like, well, why don't I just dedicate myself to finding the deal? And then hopefully I can pass that same kind of deal around the the, uh, table, right? Well, thank you for joining us, Matt. If anyone wanted to get a hold of you, what would be the best way to do so? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Matt Geertz, G-E-E-R-T-S. And uh, hit me up, send me a message. I'm, I'm open to chat. You can join some of the groups that we're in and, uh, and talk about uh, you know, wholesaling and buying real estate here in, in the London market. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for your time. That was a great. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. I'll be releasing a new episode every Wednesday. So if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and comment. Or if you're watching on iTunes or Stitcher, please subscribe and review. This helps others find the podcast. If you'd like to have some questions answered, I'd love to get on the phone or Skype with you. I only ask that you listen to episode one before we do the interview just to have the basics. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you again Wednesday. One last thing. The month of May, I will be interviewing all the people that I work with in the States, the CPAs, the turnkey operators, the mortgage providers. If you have questions, just send me an email, uh, glenn, G-L-E-N, at glensutherland.com, and Sutherland is S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D, and I can ask them the questions. Thanks, everybody.